Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Magic for Modern Life. So I hope you're having a really great start to your week. And I hope that you're that you're enjoying uh, working towards your goals and your intentions, both magically and practically as well. I've had some really lovely messages from people who've um, gotten a lot of great stuff out of the podcast and also out of the book. So I'm so grateful for that. If you haven't already got yourself a copy of Spellwork Secrets to Manifest Your Desires, you can click the link in the video notes or the show notes and get yourself a copy. And if you'd like to talk about working with me privately, either with spellwork or readings or coaching, you can send me a direct message on Instagram, Magic for Modern Life, or drop me an email, magicformodernlife at gmail.com. So I wanted to do an episode for you this evening on kind of what I consider to be three ways to really strengthen your magic. Now, when I say magic, I mean spell work, doing rituals to create a change in your life. Whatever you identify as, you're welcome here, um, and you're welcome to take as much of this as you like and ignore the rest. So there's this absolutely open for everyone, and I want to make sure that this podcast is really inclusive and also really um, representative of just how diverse um, the world of being a witch can be. So everyone's welcome here, and whatever path you follow, I hope that these tips inspire you to create change that's meaningful for you. I would also really love it if you could just comment on the video on YouTube, let me know what your biggest takeaways are, let me know what jumps out at you, let me know what you loved. Um, it's always so great to hear that stuff. And I'd like to just set the intention right now um, that this is a helpful and meaningful episode for you as well. So let's dive in. The first piece of advice I have for you about strengthening your magic is practice. Magic is like anything else in life. You get better the more you practice and the more you adjust and the more you work on it. You know, you wouldn't go to the gym and expect to lift the heaviest weights in one go. You wouldn't join a company and expect to be promoted to CEO in a week. You wouldn't plant a seed in the ground and want it to be, you know, a a tree or a flower within two days. You would understand that there's a process you go through to learn and develop. Whether you're brand new to magic or you've been practicing a long time, I'd like to take a moment with you and just really encourage you to make time for your magical practice. Look at how you can fit magic into your day. Look at how you can um, start to really use the tools you have. I talk about this a lot because it's so important. You know, a drawer full of candles won't do anything. Um, A box full of oils won't do anything. You have to use your tools. It's like the, the, the magician card in the tarot. Use the tools you have. 
So the first key I have for you is practice. Look at what you can do to start practicing your spell work more. The best way of finding out if something works for you is to do it. So if you're interested in candle magic, for example, get yourself some candles, get yourself um, some books or some courses that are around that and just start doing the next piece of advice I have for you is something I believe in so strongly, and that's invest in yourself. Invest with your energy, so make time every day for learning, whether it's listening to podcasts like this, whether it's reading, whether it's attending workshops or joining courses, and also invest in yourself by, you know, getting readings, uh, get coaching, get mentoring, follow people who you admire, and you know, invest comfortably, I should say, but, you know, invest financially in resources that can really help you grow. Because when you start to understand that magic and spell work and all of that stuff is really a gift to yourself, then you see any form of reading or guidance or spell work as actually being you investing in yourself through that. So don't be afraid of investing in yourself. You know, one of the things I was saying to a client recently was you can't, you know, not want to spend money on yourself and then wonder why certain avenues in your life might be blocked or want to change a situation but not be willing to to spend any money on it or pay someone for reading. Um, One of the workshops I did that's on my YouTube channel is about developing your intuition and a large part of that was around, it was aimed at people who do this professionally and I talked about how, you know, giving away too many free readings and all that stuff actually isn't that helpful because when you go for a reading or you go for spell work, you're investing in yourself through that spell work. You're investing in yourself through that reading. So if you are looking to get a reading or to get some spell work done or anything like that, as much as you can, try to understand that what you're paying for is, of course, the person's time and energy and supplies, but you're also paying for the process yourself. You're investing in yourself through that. So don't be, don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to freely spend money knowing that you're investing in yourself and the outcome. And you're also investing in your own growth and learning as well. So have a think about how you can also invest your energy. Where in your day can you fit in time for study, fit in time for um, maybe meditation or whatever spiritual practice jumps out at you? For example, I've recently been feeling very called to start doing meditation again myself. So I'm scheduling in time every day to sit down and just sit in silence, sometimes with crystals, sometimes with um, certain things burning. But it's really important to me to invest in myself, especially with, with my time. And then the third way of really strengthening your magic is offerings. Now, I think offerings are one of the most misunderstood parts of spell work and magic. If you had a friend who only ever called you when they wanted a favour, you probably would get kind of annoyed. If you had a neighbour who only ever came over when they wanted something from you, you would probably help them out a few times, but you wouldn't then be very keen on moving forward with them, you know, in terms of like being friends. Or if you had someone who called you up and, you know, was nice to you when they wanted something and then they had it and then they never called you back, you'd get tired of that. I see offerings as being the same way. If you only ever ask your spirit guides for help when you need something, or you only ever make offerings in spell work when you want something, it's a little bit one-sided. And one of the real keys to deepening your connection with your spirit guides, with your ancestors, with any deity, is regular offerings and regular thanks. 
you don't have to just do offerings in a spell. Sometimes you can simply leave offerings and just say, please accept this candle as a sign of my respect and my gratitude to you. You know, you can leave glasses of water, glasses of whiskey, cup of coffee, flowers, incense, crystals, um, prayers. You can write down petitions of thanks. It doesn't have to be a request. You can spend time just saying thank you. You can light incense. You can do acts of, ch- acts of charity or acts of service. You know, go and f- do something nice for someone or put some money in a charity box. And in your mind, you can say, this is a offering to my spirit guides and ancestors or whoever you're working with. But offerings are a really powerful way of deepening your connection to spirit. Because if you only ever call on your guides when you need a quick favour or a last minute miracle or whatever you want to call it, of course it's going to work. Your spirit guides are always there for you. But it's kind of, I don't want to be too blunt, it's a little bit disrespectful to just ask for things rather than giving as well. So look at how you can regularly make that part of your practice, saying thanks, giving offerings, etc. You'll notice very quickly, I mean I did personally, and a lot of people I coach do as well, they notice a very big difference in their intuition, in their manifestation abilities, in the way that their spiritual practice goes when they make regular offerings, because you're kind of keeping that flow of energy going. And actually, it goes back to investing in yourself, you know, making offerings and doing acts of service and giving your guides time and attention is a really beautiful way of investing in your practice as well. It's about really creating a circuit of energy. And it's about also um, giving thanks often for the things that we don't see, for the protection that we maybe didn't see, for the guidance that we maybe kind of acknowledged, but, you know, didn't realise how powerful it was. And also for the spells that do work and, and they manifest powerfully and beautifully. It's really important to always understand that your guides are always there and they deserve to be treated with respect and with love and with gratitude, like anybody in your life. You know, like any relationship in your life, it needs to be proactively maintained rather than just serving a quick need. So just to quickly recap for you, um, practice, practice different forms of magic, write down what works for you, write down what you can adjust next time, invest, look at how you can spend time and energy every day learning, studying and growing. And also I'd like you to really look at how you can invest in, um, invest in something that's meaningful for you. So take a course, buy a book, maybe attend a workshop, but really give yourself permission to reframe how you see spending on this stuff. And then regular offerings. Look at how you can start making regular offerings to your guides and your ancestors to really deepen your practice. So I hope this has been meaningful for you. I'd love to hear from you, like I said. So if you have time, please give me a quick comment on YouTube and just let me know what your biggest takeaway was. And if you'd like to book in a reading or a guidance session with me, you can send me an email on magicformodernlife at gmail.com. Have a great day.